Hey, and a very good afternoon. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. This is podcast number 56. 56. If you're keeping track at home. We're live on Facebook, and of course, uh, we love doing the show each week about Thursdays at 1.30 is when we try to go live, and then, it'll, of course, it'll be posted on our websites as the week goes on. Well, Joe, I guess we'll start off um, with baseball. Um, the big story is the World Series, but uh, an interesting thing happened this morning, and then you being a Yankee fan, I thought uh, the Yankees have uh, let go or not renewed the contract of longtime manager Joe Girardi. Your thoughts? Uh, it's I, I, would, I would say shocking, except it's not. There's been talk about that for the last year or two. It's unfortunate that he has not ingratiated himself to New New York and New Jersey and the whole area there for Yankee fans the same way Joe Torre has. But it's also tough when you haven't won six, been in six World Series in that many years. Yeah. I think Joe Torre is one of the top two, three managers in Major League Baseball. And uh, for, for whatever it's worth, they don't have any plan in place as to who to replace them. They have no idea what they're going to do. He took a team that... I don't know how you felt at the beginning of the year. I thought if they're lucky to win 81 games, finish 500. Like one game from the World Series. One play, maybe, from yeah, the World yeah. Series. And um, all anybody can think about is that one play in uh, against Houston. I think it was game two or three where he didn't ask for the instant replay. Yeah. But people who know far better than you and I, like Buster Olney and Andrew Marchand, who covers it for you know ESPN and other places, say that they're not surprised by this because... Um, a lot of people say that the time runs out for managers. You know, there is a, a, a the proper a time to go, and I, I don't know if I agree with that or not. But I just thought that you know Girardi with these young kids was a great mentor, and I don't know. I just as a as a baseball fan and not a Yankees fan, I was I was shocked by today's news that Joe Girardi wouldn't return. Yeah, I was uh, I was very disappointed when I saw that as a Yankee fan. But the more I'm reading, the more I'm reading, he wasn't really that engaged with the younger players as much as we may have thought. Not yeah. that he wasn't. Yeah. But it looks like they're also looking for someone to push metrics. And I didn't, metrics didn't get him one game from the championship game. Metrics are important. They really are. But they're not the end all. They're, no. they're one of many things yeah. that you want to look for. You still have to have talent. You, know? you have to have talent. You have to have, and sometimes you, know, you have to make choices based on those numbers to so instinct and, and what you see you know, at a personal level. And so they want that. And they want, I think, a, a manager who's also going to be on social media or something like that, yeah. as if that matters. I mean, my God. So I, I don't know. Who, who the heck do you think they're gonna, they can hire? I mean, it's going to be someone without who we don't know, I would think. Some Tim Nairing is the name that I've been hearing today that's making the news rounds. Uh, Tim? Okay. okay. That's the that's the only bit of information I can tell you right now is Tim Nairing. Why not go get the Red Sox manager who just got fired, and you can have a little inside to the Red Sox, your arch rival. Well, it's kind of interesting because the the New York media on the radio this morning was talking that very thing yeah. called John, uh, John, John Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, John Farrell. There. there you go. And uh, who, who another manager? I can't believe they let go because well, he's look at I it. Think, Dusty Baker, Farrell, uh, Girardi, three guys who made it to the uh, you know playoffs with really good teams, all have been let go. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Uh, Dusty Baker is, is another guy who's wildly underappreciated. All the things that he has done. So these are three top managers who have gotten to. I mean, the Red Sox were not expected to win a division this no. year. And the Nationals were. I mean, the Nationals did have high expectations and for whatever reason. But the best team doesn't always, the best talent doesn't always win. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about the World Series. Now, the neatest thing about last night's game, not that it wasn't a classic, did you see the Vin Scully thing before the game? I was meeting with students beforehand oh. on a project, and my 
my best friend texts me and goes, hey, that was pretty awesome with Vince Scully. I'm like, nah, dude, I, I missed I it. I will tell you this. I, 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 afterwards, I, I was able to check it out. But I usually don't get too excited about the pregame stuff. I'm just kind of ready for the baseball game to start. Sure. But when you know Vince Scully is a legend, obviously he's a legendary broadcaster. One of the greatest retired. ever. Maybe the. You can Maybe make the. Point, yeah. Sure. I mean, nobody cannot say they don't like Vince Scully. If they do, then I don't want to ever talk to you. But <laughs> one of the neatest, really, things I've ever seen last night was uh, the Vince Scully thing. And I, I thought Fox did it well by letting it go. Usually they'll try to shorten those things. They let it play out. He brought the people out, Valenzuela and Jaeger. It was it was one of those ones where the hair stands up on your arms and you're just glad you got to see it. Uh, neat. I, I, there's nothing, no matter what happens in this World Series, it's going to be remembered for that moment, I have a feeling, even if it's a classic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you have a game that... Uh, my God, so many ups and downs in it. I was thought for sure. Did you watch it to the end? I watched it till the end. I actually listened to it till the end uh, in some instances because I was really tired, but I guess kept sitting there. I really, at one point, I was on Twitter and watching it, and people were saying, this series is over. The, the Dodgers won the first two games. Now they were counting it as a win. They'll go, but they'll go to Houston, and all they have to do is win one, and they'll come back and obviously win one in L.A. And then all of a sudden, it's 3-3. Three to three. Then it's 5-3, and they go, oh, the Astros are back. Then it's 5-5, five, 7-5, five, 7-6, seven, five, seven, man on seconds. And I kept thinking it's going to go to 12 innings. An incredible baseball game. One of the you know one of the best baseball games you're going to see. Uh, lots of home runs. Uh, you know strategy. John Smoltz, by the way, you know really made a name for himself last night. Because he really got on uh, the Dave Roberts for taking out the pitcher in the fourth inning. He said eventually this will not work at some point. He was absolutely right. Rich Hill and, should not have been pulled that early. And, but but it's easy for us to say. Yeah, but you know he did say it at the time though. I give Smoltz he credit. Did. He said it at the time. Uh, that seems to be the trend, which is have this big bullpen, but. That's nice if you only play nine. <laughs> Not only that, Jansen had to pitch two innings, he and went, he came in actually with runners on base, which yeah. was, if he had come in with no one on in the eighth inning, probably yeah. it would have been a lot cleaner. I I'm, we guess, who knows? He gave yeah. up some pretty powerful hits there, and... Yeah, I think John Smoltz is, you know, about the best person out there for. I saw where the Cubs were thinking about maybe trying to maybe steal Smoltz for their pitching coach. I don't think Smoltz is leaving the booth. Why would he want to? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, right now, I think you're, he's fine where he's doing. You get to tr- you get to travel a couple of days a week. You know, he, actually, he does weekend games, right? Yeah. Um, he does some other appearances, and he gets his gets to play golf, which he loves. I he mean, loves he, golf. he and Maddox and Glavin were were renowned for having their golf competitions. Sometimes um, too much the, golf, but I, I, right. I, that's a story for all. Well, they're, and they're both top golfers, yep. uh, all three of them. And um, why wouldn't you rather have that lifestyle? Who would want to go? It's a grind. Like oh. even Girardi, it's, the belief is he's not going to go manage because he has a kid in middle school, he has a kid in high school, and one in college. And he's always talking about family, and he really seems to be close to them all. And I don't think he's going to manage. He may be in the booth, actually. Yep, you're exactly right. So the best thing about the, the Astros winning last night is that we're going to get more baseball. And now we know for sure we have at least three more games. But now that's probably going to go to six or seven and you just love playoff baseball there's it, it, I, I didn't talked think about it so it's just so great it, it, there's also a story i'm always looking for you know teaching journalism that yeah. different approaches for game stories and there's a great piece um by a writer i was not as familiar with who did a great take of the inning by inning and it just described it briefly of the key innings that, you know when they scored in each yeah. of the innings and then on top of that had comments from different players where you know whether it was uh, kershaw or, or, or kukul or any of the other ones there and then it would give the win probability going into the inning. And it was just a really cool way of showing just quick takes of a game story. It wasn't the t- traditional SI narrative where you're telling a long yeah. story, but it was effective. It was great. And, and, you were, and even, even uh, sorry to say Vince Scully, but even Jack Buck and John Smoltz last night really going into the Did nine. you say Jack Buck? 
Did I say Jack? I'm sorry. Oh, no, Joe uh, Buck and John Smoltz last night, really even going into the ninth when it was 3-2, they kind of had that like, okay, it's over. We're going to be heading back to Houston down, you know, down 0-2. That's really what the feel of that broadcast was. It really was. You know, and then it's 3-3 and you're just, you're, Oh, it was just—it was so much fun, and home runs, and you know, energy, and the Astros. Uh, the Astros are just had a blast last night watching them. I didn't think they had that kind of heart. Yeah. To tell you the truth, especially they've—they've they've been yep. playing horribly away from home. So that was a fun game, and now you know, like I said, we got some a lot, lot more baseball to watch, and uh, with uh, with good announcers. Now, do you think the Yankees by announcing today that Girardi is not out? Uh, usually, baseball does not like. Another story to overshadow the World Series, and they'll probably get a little slap on the hand today uh, from the commissioner. Well, today's an off day, so yeah, but still, but, it's, it's, ma- all, it's an off day coming off one of the greatest baseball games in recent memory. Sure, and the Yankees fired their Major manager. League Baseball has historically hated it, and go back almost any year, yep. and you're going to have news breaking during the World Series because yep. that's when people are making decisions. There you go. Uh, other sports news. Cam Newton yesterday again in the news. Uh, he left the news conference after rolling his eyes, didn't want to answer the questions. You know, Cam Newton wants to be known as Tom Brady. He wants to be known as Aaron Rodgers. He wants to be known as the elite quarterback, but he just can't focus and have the maturity to do it. Yeah, well, it's all about maturity, and he doesn't appear to have it because I've always rooted for this kid. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's got a talent. Effort. He seems to come across. I mean, and and the times he's not making these silly things, yeah. he seems. Like he's a likable guy, he really yeah. does. But he just is—it's—it's it's a maturity level. It appears to be. I mean, who who knows? But when you're dealing with media, which means dealing with anybody outside of you know your, yeah. your facility, you have to act a certain way. Tom Brady, like him or hate him, he's 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 a very professional guy. Very professional. Andrew Rogers, very professional. And and also because they're so professional, if they do something here and there, they're given more of a pass. Yep. I agree. So that was interesting. That's about his third or fourth mistake in front of a news conference. And now what's going to happen is you, us bad media people are just going to keep egging him on. And they're going to ask him the questions he doesn't want to answer until he can prove to them. And he just answers it. Now, I understand getting asked the same question over and over probably does get old. But you have to figure out a way to say that, say that once and, and, and move on. And so hopefully Cam Newton uh, will uh, get a little PR help out there in uh, Carolina. I wonder if it's affecting his play somewhat. They, they, because he didn't play well this past week. Uh, although really, the team didn't play yeah. well as the past week. Can't just blame him. It seems like it's affecting his play. Plus he went into the season a little injured and banged up. And I think, you know... Not having the great year last year after coming off the great year in what fifteen now, uh, it's got. A, I think it's all kind of just you know mounted on top of each other a little bit, and, and it's 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 festering as they say out in Carolina for Cam Newton. Although I think you take all of the things that he's had, I don't think he really has done anything horrible. No, no, he's not a uh, not a bad person. Just he, immature, he's like you immature, were saying. Makes, you know, exactly makes, what uh, you said. Mental mistakes, you know, which sometimes end up being the worst. Speaking of mental mistakes, my Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver Martavis Bryant can't quit from making mental mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he can't, can I he? I prefer not to talk about a, a third uh, third or fourth wide receiver on your team, but he's all over the news right now because he can't keep his mouth quiet. And he's Mike angry. Tomlin basically said, you know what, I'll tell you what we're going to do. You're not going to play Sunday. We're going to put you on the inactive list, which is basically you're, you get paid, you don't dress, but you don't obviously perform, and that, which means you're not going to get some of the, the stats that you want to get. And, and I think Tomlin basically had had enough and just said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to address this issue, and hopefully Martavis can just be quiet for a week and then come back next week and, and maybe try to help the team. Yeah, I don't know that that's a smart thing because now he becomes the story for the whole week. Yeah. 
uh, the fact that he's on the inactive list is now what everybody's going to be talking about, and I think that pulls away from. I understand why Tomlin well, might Tomlin want to did do it because of what he said about the other wide receiver. If he would have just set out, came out and said he wants the ball more, I think people get that. But when you start talking about your own, when when you start talking about players on your own roster, when you're one of those players and saying you're better than them, that's when it's in house, and that's when a coach has to step up to kind of keep you know keep control of the house. And I think that's what Tomlin did, and I get that. Now again, it, it still keeps the problem out there, like you said. Uh, but maybe this will be the one that finally gets this door to shut. I hope. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I, I think you don't think today's athlete. No, I don't think that's the way it is with today's athlete. They're uh, so used to having their opinions shouted. They're used to having social media. So that we every th- little thing they happen. Hey, you know, Martavis said you know cereal for breakfast. You know, or whoever the athlete. And he came to be. across horrible in his press conference yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he really came across horrible. Act like he had no remorse or anything. So I, I'm uh, sure he didn't. It'll be his last year in black and gold. There you go. <laughs> um, unless um, Pete, but but it won't be his last game as an NFL player. If, he, if he's got the talent, oh, he'll get another shot somewhere. They all do. We're gonna have to find a way. Other than Colin Kaepernick, I guess. Well, football coaches are control freaks, yep. right? Oh, and yeah. uh, they're worried about every little thing, and and that's a problem because especially they're gonna have to adapt. They're gonna have to allow some of these things and deal with it behind the scenes. If they feel like they're a better team by having him off the roster this week, then by all means do it. I find it hard to believe that's true. Of course, he's looking for the long the he long haul, not the short. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Tomlin thinking, oh. okay, yeah, we won't have him this week, but maybe it'll be good in the long haul for the team. But I don't know that that's true. I mean, you, today's coaches are going to have to deal with today's athletes. You, well, you and- meet them where they are, not that they can do whatever the hell they want, but there has to be some way. And, I, and honestly, to deal I, with him. I think that the year off hurt him more on the field than he thought it was. He's not He's not the same player. And that's one of the things that I think has been missed out on this story by the, sure. by the Pittsburgh media, as, yeah. as we talk about a sports and media show, is he's not He's not making the plays he made before. He doesn't seem to be as quick. There was a ball last week in the game, and of course this has come from me as a Steeler fan as well as a person that does a podcast, is he didn't even try for this one ball. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he could have got it, but me, I was I was with my kids, my younger two kids, and they're like, he didn't even try, Dad. And I'm thinking, you're right. And so there's more more to it than this. And it's just, I, I really surprised the Steelers just didn't cut bait. But what what do you do? You you know, you try to you try to move on. I guess maybe they think there's some value somewhere during the season, which there is the talent. I don't know the value. Yeah. Uh, or at the end of the season, maybe they can trade them. We'll see. Other stuff on your list, Joseph. One thing, uh, you know, uh, Skip Bayless. I, I came across a uh, interesting uh, tweet. I don't you know said if you saw Skip this. Bayless and interesting in the same comment. Oh, he's always interesting. <laughs> he really. I mean, I, I I really do. Not that I agree with a lot of things, but he he's a smart man. He's a sharp guy. He knows how to get things done. Even though people I know and yourself included don't don't appreciate him. Um, I, I don't like him in the role he's in. I don't like him in that screaming. I like yeah. him as a writer and as a calm commentator. Because he he's got, a very bright guy, a very good writer. Living, right? what? He, that's where he really made his living as a writer and then he turned into this... With good opinions too, yeah. with really good analysis. Yeah, and then he just went... Off the deep end, for lack of a better but way. But of say. course, if someone's willing to pay you a couple of million dollars a year to go off the deep end or to and go guess, more yeah. bizarre, then do it and then do it right, which is make these outlandish statements. So what like, did he say? Uh, he said, uh, he, he tweeted out, No rookie in sports history has had a higher degree of difficulty than Lonzo Bell, thanks to his father. And, you know, several people have said. That's like, like saying water is wet. Well, not only that, it's. <laughs> but, but, but my favorite one was, I, I wish I could remember the writer, said, uh, Jackie Robinson says hi. Yeah, that's a good one, too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Lonzo Ball has had a higher degree of difficulty than Lonzo Ball just because of a dad. Jackie Robinson. People, Hank Aaron. I mean, these guys that came <clears throat> up in the 50s and 60s. Oh, my I mean, God. Yeah. Read the stuff about Hank Aaron and how in, in the deep south that, you know, 
23 Atlanta Braves went to one hotel, and him and Ralph Gar went to another <laughs> one and could only eat, like, bologna. I mean, you re- if you read some stuff about that, oh, and yeah. I know more of that because I read about Hank Aaron. I didn't do as much research on Jackie Robinson growing up, but obviously Jackie, when he broke the, the color barrier, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, you know, even hotels and food and water fountains. And even teammates. Teammates. Uh, the, the, Most of them supported him, but there, yeah. were, there were some who did not. And Jackie Robinson, the things people forget about the history. I can't believe that Skip Bayless didn't remember that. It was one of those off-the-cuff you, you think about. It. And I will say this. He if, was, you, if you word it correctly. Hyperbole to yeah, the highest yeah. nth degree. Now, I think there's a way to word it that Lonzo Ball, due to his father, is facing a different set of circumstances that are worse than maybe a lot of people have faced because his dad has set this pedestal so high, but he just didn't word that correctly at all. Or I don't know that you. I don't think a lot of people care so much now because everybody's trying to get that. They're, they're trying to get the conflict. They're trying yeah. to get attention, and I think he, he when he says that, I don't really think whenever anybody says no one has no one yeah. everyone, those statements anymore are, are kind of meaningless. Um, because no one people understand they don't really yeah. mean it. I you know I don't think that he really meant that. I don't either. But that's how it came across. And thank God people are correcting by saying, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson? Yeah. <laughs> or pick some other person who's had a tough no, there's, there's season? Just, there's, yeah, there, there, I can't think of anybody who would have had a tougher one than Jackie Robinson. Yeah, probably you're right. Jackie Robinson would be the numero uno. Right. So Crazy. But it's kind of interesting. That's how Twitter is, and that's how even, as I think, an intelligent, smart, analytical mind still does that because he realizes that's his audience and that's who he's playing to. Not unlike our president of the United States, who's, you know, he knows his audience. He's playing to that as well. Everybody's doing that now. Not that it's the right thing, but it's yep. the way the world. Yep. Barstool Sports lasted one week in their association with uh, ESPN. And ESPN dumped them uh, after uh, all the allegations going around right now uh, with uh, you know sexual misconduct and all the uh, things going on. I think ESPN did the right move by recount some of the things that they did. Well. Marshall Sports basically wrote a bunch of stuff about Sam Ponder, or had some writers say some things about Sam Ponder, and then ESPN announced that they were going to partner with Marshall Sports on Facebook and do the show and do this van show, and they were all just promoting, 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 and then after one week they realized probably not the way to go right now. And then you also had then Jen Sturger make some allegations against a an, an executive at ESPN for sexual mis, you know misconduct or whatever. So a lot of stuff going on. So ESPN you know made the right move I think in getting rid of it. I don't know anything about Barstool Sports other than they're, you know, it's it's just another one of those fan website or, you know, whatever, fan blog websites that seems to have gotten a lot of attention on the East Coast. And so, right. But ESPN just said, hey, we better get out of this. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'll have a student once in a while says they're into Barstool Sports, and I forget there's one writer there that apparently has lots of followers. I don't, I don't really follow it a whole lot. I'm looking for news and, and informed analysis there. Not, not that there may not be some people yeah, there. I, I just haven't. They may have been, I just haven't found it. I give them credit there. for making a name for themselves, but it's not that, nothing that I have to go to every day. No, if I'm going to go for something like that, I'm going to look at Didspin. Yep. Or even the big lead or whatever the ones you like. Oh, yeah, even yeah. The so, big lead know, is, is, is yeah. awesome, too. Uh, let's uh, let's talk. Let's go back to the World Series for a little bit. I wanted to ask you, and I meant to, uh, before that we started the show, now that it's 1-1 and we're going into the into World Series, do you, have, do you have a feeling or a prediction or a, a thought of, of who's going to win and how many games? Or I never have an idea. Never? I, I mean, I, I can get make, a feeling it's going long, but I can't tell you who's going to win. I thought that if the, the Dodgers won last night, it would have gone about five. Yeah. Um, unless the only way... There was no way I thought if they had lost last night the Houston Astros that they were going to win 
another game in LA. So they would have had a sweep in Houston yeah. and they looked really tight against New York in games three, four and five. And, and really had the Yankees put a couple of runs on them in six, the game would have been over, I yep. think. But again, who knows? Exactly. Mike and Mike uh, is coming to an end, I believe just a few weeks to go on the uh, popular ESPN two and radio morning show before it becomes Trey and Mike. And then Mike Greenberg will eventually resurface at ESPN sometime in 2018, they're saying. Uh, but I think I've, I've watched a little bit this week because I've been getting up earlier because people my house is always, always, people are always <laughs> up early in my house. So I, I turn on the TV as I try to wake up. I think you can almost sense a little bit of they don't – they would never admit this, but if I was a betting man when they're off mic, they're like, I don't know if we should have quit this right now. I think they're actually starting to realize that they've had it pretty good. They've had a good run, and maybe they made a mistake by saying they both want to go their separate ways because that's the feeling and sense I've got from the last couple of shows in the morning. I didn't. I, have you I listened did, at all? Yeah, I have. I, I In the morning, I do. Because they're doing a lot of the I catch know, it here and there, anywhere from 10 minutes to a half hour or so in the mornings usually. And um, – I, I thought it was Mike Greenberg who wanted to leave, not not Golick. Greenberg really is looking for different venues. He's he, yeah. he's, he's a writer of non sports uh, yeah. uh, books. He has interest in other things beyond sports. And I thought I got a sense he wanted to do something different, not Golick. Oh, I think is he that does, true? But I think he's starting. I think there's a little a, a feel. It, it just seems to me maybe I got it wrong, and you know I've been wrong many times. But uh, it just feels like he's a little bit of remorse in, in his voice and the way he's acting. They like, do a lot of the retrospective and some of the funny <clears> things they've did, and just, I got that feeling this morning and yesterday morning that maybe he's not all in. But he's also a little bit worried, or not worried, but he also doesn't have that set plan right now because his show is kind of in flux of when they're going to launch it. Where right. Where Goldberg or Goldberg, um, Golick has the you know he knows that basically he just comes back the next day with a new host. I don't know. I wonder. I don't know because I haven't really been. I'll pay attention this this next week a little bit more. Yeah, but give it a listen. So we think. I, I I wonder if it's also nostalgia. It's just that it's ending and you're Dang, sort of feeling. Be. Yeah, those were good times. We've had great times together. I really enjoy could this, be. but it's still time to move on. I mean, Stevie uh, Push says it's going to go full seven games. <coughs> One of our great alumni, so we'll see in the World Series. Well, if it does, I hope it does. Game sevens are always magnificent, especially in the World Series. Um, I don't, I, I have not been as excited for that show for some time. It's a very professional show, but I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's pushed in too many directions. I'm not as interested in. Um, and I haven't paid attention lately. It's just that when I the last few uh, few mornings watching it and kind of got that sense, I just want I always like to get your perspective because well, on that. Do you do you still enjoy watching the show? Not as much or as listening. I used to. But and again, I'm not saying it's not a good show. It's, it's still top it's, notch. It's but the, I like sports talk radio in the morning, so it, it's the only really choice you have. If you're gonna for the via the TV before I get in the car and I'll listen to you know Dan Patrick or I'll listen. To, I'll just kind of, I like to scan a lot too, uh, but it's you know it's it's one of those shows you go to because they do have interesting guests and the banter is fun and you know they bring Stu Gotts in and they bring all the different you know ESPN personalities that have some of the opinions on what just happened and it's really been a good time. Like we talked about, October is a great month for sports. So oh sure, it's just a there's so many things there's so many ways you can talk about right now NHL, NBA, college football. Did, did you see that ES? I think it was ESPN did sort of like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. What's the best month in yeah. in sports? There and um, October certainly October March what have you. Well, college football is the momentum is building right now. I mean, they, uh, they're going to start releasing the you know the rankings here soon, and people are already talking about who's going to be one, who through through, through four, and who's going to get in, who's not going to make it, and there's no way to know right now. But it right. just it gets you talking. I mean, Alabama's in. I think everybody knows that, and the other two, three, four through eight is is, is unbelievable. I guess there's so much talk about NFL, and there's so much talk about college football. 
if you're a talk show and that's all you're talking about, I'm getting the same thing everybody else does. That's yeah. my problem with the ESPN network of radio shows they have is that everybody seems to be hitting on the same topics by and large. The one that I, I prefer the most, I've mentioned, is the Dan Levitard show because they don't go on yeah, that go, same script. Yeah, they they do something different. Not that, and, and purposefully, you know, because I don't want every show to give me something the same. I want a little bit different take. I get tired of the NFL talk, to be honest with you. I'm completely I, and I over get, it. I mean, should the, Chari- the Giants trade Eli Manning? Should the, you know, every week it's Giants. Mm. or The Broncos don't have a quarterback, and it's just the same two or three stories that they just it's just recycled. And I, that stuff, I, I don't – I like when the game starts, and then when it's over, I turn it off anymore with NFL. I like the college football talk a little bit more because it's, it's – it's, you know, there is some – Dynamic there that's kind of interesting about who is getting in, who isn't. You know, in the NFL, if you have a good record, you're getting in. And in in college football, if you have a good record, you don't know if you're getting in those Final Four. And so they're a little bit more fun to talk about, I think. Yeah, I like the stories. I mean, tell me stories about different players, like even whether it's SI, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, the the tight end for the Chiefs, and the story about him. I get to know a little bit about him. On these talk shows, invite some people on, ask them questions they haven't been asked before, and learn a little bit something different about them. That's what I want in interviews. I want questions that have not been posed elsewhere instead of, like you're saying, who's the best, who's the greatest, let's talk this week about this play. I don't really care so much, and yeah, I, 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 you know, I like. It's sometimes it's good to get to know the third string tight end on the Minnesota Vikings. Sure, let me know his absolutely. Story. That's the kind, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're going. Um, now, one thing the Super Bowl NFL is going to do as we keep on this recycle thing, and they've invited Justin Timberlake back for his th- third Super Bowl appearance, and I just want to take twenty seconds to say why, 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 why. Can we just not have somebody that knows how to sing and play an instrument without 500 backup singers? And that's well, he's done it already. Let's move on. So there, I vent. I feel better. Joe. Okay. I actually think he's pretty talented. Oh, it's, uh, this is the last podcast. We're now done. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let's put our boy band music yeah. as we as we get off today. No, I saw him. In, I saw him in concert with. Um, um, I, we were at Hershey Park. You realize we're, we're, we're streaming this, right? Yeah, I know. It's going to be on tape I, under, I understand this. My, my, you just admitted my daughters, you went to a Justin Timberlake concert. Because my daughters were with me, and they said, hey, do you want to go see That's the concert? stay in the car and listen to Sports Talk Radio. No, no. It was... Uh, <laughs> uh, here's, I'll, I'll, I'll show how, how, how I'm not connected there. Who's, who's Beyonce's husband? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. It was JT and Jay-Z. And, they, and I was able to buy him on the phone when that wasn't really done ahead of time. <laughs> and we got into the concert. But, but also, he's done some blues that are unbelievable. He's done some really great things. But I don't you know, know what the answer is. I don't thing know what I the thought you would agree with me today was this, Joe. <laughs> of all the stuff we I, argue I, about, I, I, actually, I go, Joe, have my back on this. There's no way well, he's going to like his, this. I didn't like his boy band stuff. But his individual stuff, and there's a country singer he did an album with that was, he did some fantastic work. Right. I'm not going to say that well, he. Look at the, the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Cl- my last Click in the music. Uh, any other topics that we want to Well, discuss? The Walking Dead. The wa- oh, yes. I didn't. The Walking my- Dead started. Okay. Just, uh, now, i, I got to ask you a question. Were you a little bit confused the first three or four minutes about what was happening? Yeah, yeah. I, I was convinced at the end of this show that they need to kill some people off quickly. There's too many damn people on the show. <laughs> it, when it first started... It started out with somebody, it was a small, it was Rick, and then he got into it, and then it was a small group of people, then Glenn saves them when he pretty much says, yeah. I don't know if we can say over there, but I'll say it anyway, you can bleep it out later, when he goes, hey, <laughs> dumbass, hey, dumbass, you know, when he said that, yeah. and uh, to, Fra- uh, to, to Rick, and it went from there, and I really liked that it was a small group going from place to place, yeah. and now there's so many characters, I don't know, I think they're trying to do too much. 
I I would after they're all over the place. I want to argue with you because you like Justin Timberlake, but I agree with you. <laughs> um, they need to bring JT on there uh, and uh, improve. No, no, you're exactly right. There's so many. Ca- In fact, my nephew was over watching with. He goes, "How do you know all these people?" Because he's actually trying to catch up. He didn't. Yeah, sure. Like it's stuff. I don't know some of these people that are standing around. And then the, you know, Michonne didn't go to battle, which I thought was really weird. They never explained why they left her behind. Remember her and Carl? Stayed I back? know. So, well, I think I, I got a sense that they wanted them to protect. In case they got counter because they I don't, don't trust anybody where, anywhere. Anywhere I want to go, I want Michonne and Daryl with me. If I'm if I'm going to battle, you know what I'm saying. But they were also they're fierce fierce uh, fighters in the sense of oh I this. get that, but I was just it was one of those. But it wasn't very well explained. Yeah, I agree exactly. with you. It wasn't explained. I, there was a lot of confusing things on this, and, and I really thought I'd heard that they were going to do a time jump in this episode, so I thought they were going to time jump in this episode permanently, but it was just going back and forth. And I didn't even understand the context for the future. Where in the future? Why in the future? Yeah. Was it? Why real do I even it, care? Yeah. Is it imagined in his head? Well, and, what, and why are they shooting all these bullets into the side of a building? That's not going to kill off all yeah, the people that, that there. Was dumb too. That was stupid. When they could have killed him, they could have killed Negan easily when he's standing out there on the ledge with right. 500 guns aimed at him. They didn't do that. Uh, not a great episode one for a new season. Not terrible because it did at least keep you you know interested because you were confused and then, right. then there was some action um, and it went fast. Um, but yeah, overall, eh, you know, it, it was it was worth watching, but uh, slightly disappointed, I would say. Yeah, it's funny. I was watching some of the old shows leading up to it. It was all weekend. Um, seeing as I was kind of sick and I was sitting on the couch yeah. anyway, the one show you know how we didn't really like those one sh- those those focus shows on yeah. individuals. There was one I liked, the one on Morgan. Remember oh. when he was when he was uh, in the house with that other guy? Yes, that was good. I, I watched it again. I'm going. That's probably one of the best shows they've had in the last couple of years. I just yep. really loved that Those show and the humanity the of it. And because yeah. there were few people, and there were yeah. fewer people, and you could really focus. Um, I just and the door was unlocked the entire time. Right, yeah, there was oh, some good stuff. In that it was scene, great, yeah. and and the guy who who played. The psychologist is such a great actor. Yeah. He's, he's been in Fargo, the yeah. you know the yeah. husband of the of the main uh, yeah. sheriff there. There's there's a lot of really good things in The Walking Dead. And I, I'm, I'm hoping this year they keep saying they're listening to the fans. I hope they listen to the fans to a point. There's still the creative aspects, and yeah. I hope they they create the way it should be. But. I think you need to knock off some of these characters. You just absolutely <laughs> no. You just do. Well, There's two. And, and, it's know, almost like they're doing it for Comic Con. Let's have as many as possible for Comic. Yeah. I don't want that many, even and, though I like I, them. I, and I just get tired of Negan. I, you know, I, 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 it's not just the character. It's the guy who plays Negan. Is just to me it. Is that the best they could find? Well, I get tired of when they're in a place. I like the show, the whole vagabond idea, of, oh, or, just, or, the, yeah. or the heroic voyage uh, journey where you're going from place to yeah, place. And I, mean. I don't want them being in one place for a whole season. I like the fact when they were traveling. I'd like to know what's outside of this area. Yeah. Where else can they go? Go explore. Go to Florida. There's go so, to Arkansas. Yeah, go I want to, or, or maybe take one of the groups to go elsewhere, and then maybe you can have some shows on that once in a while, too. I don't know. I just don't. I think they're just even... I don't think think that it's much different for me now than when they were sitting in the prison. They're in one place, and I'm over the place. I want exploring, and that's, and and I don't know how you feel about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, uh, they've ran this to the gamut. Let's move on. So we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're way late. So or, and over today. So, but we'll, the Walking Dead will always be a part of our shows as we move forward into this fall season. Absolutely. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. He likes Justin Timberlake. Amen.